Hello everyone and welcome. I am just getting set up and playing with a new toy. So hopefully everything works out wonderfully. Um, this is episode five of my new weekly webinar series or Facebook live series. And today we're gonna to talk about what to do for employers, what to do after you have shortlisted um, candidates for your position. Um, and the next step is, of course, to do the video interview. If you want to catch the previous episodes, you can find them on the webs on the Facebook page. You can find them on the podcast. Um, just search for Agency Alliance in iTunes. And there should be, I'd have to check with my team, they should be on the website as well, but don't quote me on that. Um, I do know that they are on uh, YouTube as well. So there's a YouTube channel for Agency Alliance, there's a podcast for Agency Alliance, there's um, the blog. Actually, now that I think about it, the blog won't be up just yet, it's coming. Um, but you can find the previous recordings or from the Facebook page for all of these. So today I wanted to talk about, okay, you're an employer, you have gone to somewhere called like Upwork or Freelancer. Um, you've shortlisted your candidates, which is great. Uh, now what? So you have, you know, your list down to about five or six people, um, maybe even a little bit less. I'm thinking three now that I'm thinking out loud. Um, I usually like to do less is more, uh, short, so short list down to three, and then you want to do your uh, video interview. And the video interview is super, super important because, especially if you're hiring overseas, there's this little trick where the person on the profile actually is not the person doing the work. Um, completely unethical, of course, to misrepresent. Um, Sorry, I just got a notification. I need to turn that off. Um, but it does happen. So to, in order to circumnavigate that, having a video interview with someone prior to hiring them not only lets you kind of get an idea for them and that gut instinct, but it also lets you kind of, anybody who has a, a, a true valid video or profile, especially on a place like Upwork, will have no problem doing a video interview. Um, so super, super important to do a video interview simply from that perspective. Um, and like I said, a reputable, reputable freelancer will never uh, shy away from doing it. Um, so how do you go about this? Well, number one, always use video and like Upwork does have their own video conferencing system like built into it. Um, I've never used it. I always just use Zoom, but I don't, I can't speak one way or another. Uh, but I always use video and there's no excuse to not turn on their video. I want to see them and I want to see their background. Um, it's a red flag if they don't. So explain that it's important for communication purposes um, and that all conference calls are conducted by video. It also sets the stage and sets the expectation down the road when you're doing um, uh, internal meetings. All of my internal meetings, which I'm conducting right now twice a week, are all video on. Um, that's how you build community in your organization. It's how you build rapport. It's how you really get to know your coworkers. So it's super, super important to have the video on. Um, I then go in and just confirm 
the, their answers to the questions that I asked um, in the prior interview in the chat. Um, it can seem a little redundant to do that, um, especially if their answers are the same, but you can put a twist on them so they're not 100% identical. But the intent is just to see if um, their answers are similar and that they people can reply one time and sound great and amazing, but when you challenge them to say it again, they can some if it's not authentic, they'll kind of catch themselves. And you'll see that a lot in, in interrogations in, in law enforcement. They'll ask you the same questions and an honor person will get frustrated and be like, why are you asking me these questions again? Um, well, that's what they're doing. They're testing you. Um, so you want to do that during your interview process, especially when hiring overseas. This is the time that you can ask from for, for references, um, especially if they're coming on part-time or full-time. Um, sometimes employers can skip this step because they're like, oh, the person seems fine or the poor person's just going to be a freelancer or they're overseas or whatever. But it's still really good to follow traditional hiring processes and get the references. Contact one to two. Um, half the time the other employers actually never get back to you, which annoys me because I'm like, you need to do it too. Um, but always reach out to a couple of them and just kind of ask them about, you know, work ethic and all those soft skills. Number four is to ask the questions relevant to the job description. So I always rehash exactly what the job description is and um, go into finer detail of what's involved and then clarify with them if they have any questions about that. I set expectations like you need to um, check into teamwork every single day. You must check into Slack every single day. Or not every single day, Monday to Friday. Sorry, not weekends. Um, I set expectations on that. You have to track your time. You have to do this. You have to do that. So um, that is when I re, re get into the meat of the interview and, and go from there. And then lastly, that's also when I start listening to my gut. So as I'm talking to somebody, I will know whether this is somebody that I actually want to work with or not. Um, and it, it, it usually does come down to less skills and more soft skills, right? So, um... I always shy on, I can teach someone skills, but I can't teach them to be honest. I can't teach them to show up on time. I can't teach them to answer my queries. I can't teach them to read the task. Like those those are the soft skills that can make or break an employee uh, or a new hire. So those are the ones that I follow through. Um, those are my five tips when doing video interviews. Uh, just super, super important to get them done. Um, next time in two weeks time which will be December I'm going to go into the final segment of the series which is the probationary period uh, and how I implement a probationary period of anywhere from 30 to 90 days within my own organization um, and that will be the end of the final end of the series uh, um, from there so if you have any comments questions concerns you can always comment on um, I'll get the comments one way or another Facebook is the best LinkedIn is second um, you can send me a private message. Facebook can be glitchy when it comes to page messages sometimes, and I'm going to fix that on my end, but right now it's not set up, so you're best off just leaving a comment and then I'll get the notification. So let me know uh, that you enjoyed this and then you learned something from it, and um, we will talk to you soon. I'll actually be on again next week, but I'll be 
talking about a topic more related to the freelancer side of things. So for the employers, I'll see you in about two weeks time. Thanks everyone.